I really am because uh, that's the real that's the real art. The lo- the lost art is uh, is really the lost art of reading. <laughs> the lost art of reading. Yes, the true. lost art of reading and book sniffing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great book to plant in your wizard's tower or something else in your game. Mm. <laughs> the art of book. Oh, you found mm. a book laying on the shelf. What's that? It's called the art of book reading and book sniffing. Hi, and welcome to Geeks Camp, the home of RPG ramblings and general tomfoolery. I'm your host, Zach, and joining me this evening are my co-hosts, John Christian. Hello. And Troy Sandlin. Howdy. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Let me, and let me, let me bark a greeting. That's right. bark. You, you did the same me, thing. No, no. I'm saying we did the same thing. I'm not saying that you didn't. Why no. are you you're like getting defensive already? Defensive. It's way too early in the episode for you and I to already be at odds. I tackles try I mean, well because you always you always like critique my my greeting, and I felt <laughs> like you were jumping on me when I was trying to Look, emulate. I'm just jealous of your greetings. You okay, can we like I'm not to open up a whole can of worms in a therapy a session? Yeah. You could yodel. I I don't I don't yodel. Hmm. You could yodel. You could. I, could I mean, yodel. you did the. You, you've been doing that. Lolly ho, lolly hooty hotty, hooty yeah. hoodly hoo. Yeah, you know, exactly. there's nothing wrong with a lolly ho. Uh, but today well, we're going to keep this train on the track. Depends on <laughs> where you. Depends on where you fight. Never mind. If you ask your mama, yeah, um, she might disagree with those the, the lolly hoes. So. <sighs> well, today we are going to do a Kickstarter corner. Uh, and we've got a, a nice little docket for you, Troy. Uh, Troy pulled a John and basically selected the entire <laughs> Kickstarter page as his <laughs> points of topic for this evening. Um, but before we get into that, uh, is there any news that we need to pounce on real quick? John's got news. Oh, I do. And I'll, I'll pounce. Uh, Warhammer 40k. Mm-hmm. The, the folks uh, they brought. They're bringing back the squats. For those that don't know what squats are, uh, they are the dwarven equivalent in uh, in Warhammer 40k. And mm-hmm. like 20 years ago, they there was like a new version came out or something like that. And whenever they came out with a new edition, they were just gone. They oh. weren't. They weren't. They I think they were explained away by saying that their 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 core world was destroyed by the Tyranids or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some yes. like some cockamamie crap. They, essentially, they just they thought that. The squats were silly because they rode around on space motorcycles and they were kind of like this, uh, the campy side of, of Warhammer and Warhammer wanted to go less camp and more red makes things go faster for orcs, which is super serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wog. And uh, so for whatever reason, April 1st is whenever they decide to, to release the news. So all of the Warhammer 40 K nerds are super confused and thinking, no, no, it's gotta be an April fool's prank. Nope. It's legit. They're bringing squats back and they've got a couple of uh, shots of some of the figs and the figs look a lot different than the way that they used to. The old, the old squats were again, very cartoonish and silly looking. um, Whereas now they look like they're actually a little bit more polished than the rest of the other 40 K armies that I would have seen out there. They almost like have like a, their armor is almost like Tau where it's very organic, very smooth uh, armor Mm. plating instead of the, uh, the old stuff, like the, uh, the decaying remnants of the, the Imperium kind of thing, but I'm excited. Space. You had me at space Space dwarves. Space dwarves. Space dwarves. So welcome back. Actually, actually they are, they're human. They, well, yes, they are technically human from high grav worlds yeah, that heavy, over heavy time grav. have "quote unquote" evolved into dwarf like yeah, people. Yeah, for sure, they're space dwarves. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, I'm also going to jump on a little bit of news. This is small news, but I saved it for the Kickstarter episode instead of our pre-show because. So I got a lot of Kickstarter stuff in this past couple of weeks, but I had to talk about this one on an actual episode. Um, I got in Alien Armory, which is a mothership supplement. Looks like this. You can get it on. Uh, oh, I remember that. I remember that one. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a really good book. <laughs> like, but don't, 
don't like tell anybody. Like, don't, don't tell anybody. Uh, so uh, here's here's my honest truth. A lot of times I'll get a book in and I'll like scan it because I don't want to put it on my shelf having not looked at it at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll scan it and I'll be like, oh, this feels like it would be good for X. And then it goes on the shelf most of the time. Right. It's very rare that I sit down. And I'm like, I'm going to read this whole thing. So that's, I have a stack. I started scanning through things. I ended up reading this whole book. Uh, it is not, it, not like that was a huge endeavor, but it is really, really good. Um, I love the art and I love the, uh, the presentation. So every page, every page spread is a weird piece of art with a flavor bit of text underneath it. Then it's got the uh, mothership stats on the side on another page. And then it's got like a, like the descriptive text underneath that. So it's got flavor text, like a quote, then it's got descriptive text, then it's got stats and it's got a weird piece of art. Um, and I'm telling you, like everything is bio gear basically is the whole idea of this book. Hmm. And I'm telling you, like it. It really does a great job of giving me what I want out of weird science fiction. Like there's pieces of biotech for basically everything from armor pieces to melee weapons to ranged weapons, things that you slide into your ear to things that you shove into your mouth to things that you, uh, you know, like big, like turret guns that are bio. Like there's so much stuff here. Um, I just really, really, really dig this book. Uh, this might be my favorite zine of the last year, or at least wow. since wow. La- post last zine quest. Let me put it that way, right? Last okay. zine quest, we got a ton of stuff. Since I've start- stopped getting all that in, I think this might be my favorite. So you really can't, you're saying that you can't really, or are you saying, I should say, are you saying that you can't really judge the stuff that was released in February because you haven't really touched it or seen it? Well, okay. So let me rephrase that. Um, So in last year's in 2021's Zine Quest, I got a ton of stuff and there's a ton of great stuff from that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Low Life being my highlight of that. This Mm -hmm. book is on, is up there with Low Life for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and since Zine Quest 2021, I think this is the best thing that I've gotten in so far. Gotcha. Um, I gotcha. It's just really great. And I know, uh, so Chaos 8 is asking if this is 0E or 1E. Um, I am 90% sure uh, that this was a 0E uh, uh, publication. Um, but does but does it matter? Is are there actual? Oh yeah, there's actual stats. Is there actual yeah. stats? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, you could adjust it pretty quick, but yeah, it's actual stats. Ninety um, percent sure that this was it, but I'll I'll have that answer for you, Chaos Eight, uh, here in just a moment. Um, anyhow, I had to talk about it. Had to talk about it on a podcast. If you play Mothership, you should buy this book. That's as simple as it gets. That's high praise. Alien Armory. Very cool. Uh, okay. Yeah, this was funded in October of 2021. Um, so, anyhow, there you go. Okay. So, let's bebop from that. And I'll, I may butt in here in a minute or two if I find out, if I can confirm for sure that this is... Uh, but this is zero E. But let's go ahead and dive into our Kickstarters for this evening. Let's start with our honorable mentions tonight. Troy, you're going to kick us off. Tell us about your first honorable mention. First honorable mention is Dungeon Rolls. Just thought this was really cool. It's it's pack wide packing tape, basically, mm-hmm. or masking tape. This low adhesion that has uh a cobblestone art on it and you just uh, you want to you're in a hurry there's a hallway there's a room you can you know cut it you can use a they show you how they he uses a ruler to to rip it real quick uh you can draw on it obviously with marker it's also treated on the surface 
that you can use, uh, I believe, wet erase markers, mm-hmm. and it comes right off, so you can keep right on going. It sticks to whatever without leaving a residue. He even he even does it on toilet paper, just to show you. He like sticks it to the toilet paper and peels it right off, and the toilet paper is fine. I don't know why you would want to play in a public toilet. But that's the picture that they decided to put on the Kickstarter. Yeah, this is somebody's bathroom, like at their house. This is it, this is like an airport bathroom, is what this looks like. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they they really wanted to show that you could do this anywhere, and I kind of feel like public restroom uh, sells it. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, and, and uh, I think you get a pack of three rolls for I don't remember now. It wasn't. It wasn't a whole it's, lot. It's pretty cheap. Let's see. Uh, three roll. Uh, three packers. Yeah, fifteen bucks. Well, no, it's uh, yeah, three dungeon rolls at ten meters each. Thirty meters total. Hundred feet is fifteen bucks. Yeah. So and then three three sets for forty. Yeah. So I mean, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just kind of neat that you could. It would be neat to do this at a convention or a pickup game of some sort where you're riffing it. And as things are going, you just pull out this tape and whap, put a hallway down and kind of go. And I think the players would get a kick out of it, and I think it would be a lot of fun to use. One really quick note on this, too. Jonathan Wilson, I've actually – I've backed him before. He did – he did a a Kickstarter for uh, uh, pre-printed wagons. Uh, and it's like they're actually really, really slick too. Like they have removable parts with the shovels, pickaxes, barrels, and stuff like that that would attach to the wagons for uh, for um, Dungeons and Dragons miniatures. Really, really top, like good quality. He kind of took a hiatus for about three years, so this is his first one coming back. And he's got a bunch of other little. He's got like ideas that are going to snowball into other ideas. So that mm-hmm. this is the the first salvo now that he's coming back. It's pretty good. Yeah. I've got, I'm rooting so, for him. Got my fingers crossed. There you go. Yeah, uh, he's got three days left. So close to hitting the funding goal of two thousand. He's at sixteen hundred right now. So just a, just a few more uh, rolls, and it's good to go. So yep, dungeon rolls. Right on. Awesome. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into honorable mention number two: minimalist miniatures. Troy. Minimalist miniatures. Uh, I wanted to talk about this one because this actually, because this is 2.0, Minimalist Miniatures 2.0, uh, the first go around actually failed. Mm. And, the, and, mm. they bring, and they bring that up in their Kickstarter. They say that it was too expensive. The, the, the things were, the tokens were too big, too thick, too much material, yada, yada, yada. So it tanked. This is just exactly what you think it might be. These little pogs that have representations of, you know, cleric, fighter, whatever have you. And then little monster tokens, they, they come in like a, like an Altoid case almost kind of thing. That way, you know, uh, this is another perfect thing for con DMs. Mm -hmm. You you know, those that don't want to uh, pull around an incredibly large toolbox on wheels, like somebody we know. Um, you want to be able to grab your stuff and run, uh, this would be for you. So if you're into uh, minimalist kind of, you know, con gaming, uh, I kind of dig the, this. Yeah. yeah. I kind of dig this. <laughs> Sir. Shots fired. Shots Sir. fired. Shots fired in chat. Shots fired in chat. Shots fired in chat. Yeah. I, not only do I like, I like the I like the idea of these. There's no yes. doubt about that. Something's like really quick and easy. I like the little wooden carrying case. I know it, it's just it's cool. It's just cool. It's neat. It looks good. It's really really tight, small. I dig like, this a lot. Actually, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I really like this. Like the plus, yeah. and these are relatively reason, reasonably priced too. Yeah, and they're and they they talk about how how much thinner they are than their first go around. Smaller that uses less material. Um. What are they so, made yeah. out of again? What are the tokens made out of? Oh, it's just plastic. Just plastic. Is, is it pl- yeah. plastic or did they uh, are sure they uh, laser engraved wood? I think the tokens themselves. It's a CNC woodsmith. Let's see. Da, 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 da. It's a, well, it says uh, higher quality materials 
uh, while using only 25% of the plastics in our original design. There you go. Okay. They are lighter and thinner. You can easily carry a whole set in your pocket. And finally, they are cheaper. I'm going to back this. Heck yeah, dude. I'm yes, going to back I this finally, at, a, finally cost at, a, money. at a high level. Ooh. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think I'm going all in on this one. Dang how, much it. Have, how much time do they have left on this? 20 days to go? Yeah, right, man. We should try to get a hold of them. Ugh. Let them know that uh, like, we're rooting all right, for them. Listen. That will be started tomorrow. 10 of each. 10 large base. Yeah. I like this a lot. Um, geez. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, shut up and take my money. <sighs> well, there you go. You sound so dejected. No, 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 no. I'm not dejected. I'm defeated. <laughs> defeated. Defeated. Dejected means that there's a possibility of of uh, winning. How much is this win in June? Yeah. Pretty good turnaround, too. Here's the deal, Troy. I want to get these guys on, and I want to convince them that I need need my set before Origins, and I'll show them off at Origins for them. Oh, look at that guy. Okay. Okay. So. uh, Gauntlet Throne. Gauntlet Throne, minimalist uh, miniatures. I want these by Origins. I know you said June. This is an extra ask. It's not part of your agreement. (laughs) <laughs> this is a special ask from Zach. So, yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, Gabriel saying in chat, like, not overthinking miniatures, just grab and go. Uh, I've started running all of my con games on a note card. One note card mm-hmm. per game. So this, like, this completes it, right? I take, I put my note cards in the pocket. I put my Jared got me these beautiful little tiny, tiny, tiny set of dice. And then uh, this little wooden thing of tokens. And I'm good to go. So you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm I don't want to, I don't want to say I hate you because I love you too much, but uh, damn it. Zach. Dang it. Right. This is great. <laughs> I, don't right, have the, I don't have it in me. <laughs> listen, let's move on. How about that? That yeah, was yeah, supposed yeah. to be a, all all right, a Roman all right. check. All right. uh, so I'm going to talk about Tome of Adventure Design. Maybe no one else cares in our chat, but I, I almost, I always put this on the list. Yeah. So I have, I don't have a copy of this. This is a this is a reprint with some expansion, I believe. This is by Matt Finch uh, from Troy's Neck of the Woods. That's right. Uh, it's from the creator of Swords and Wizardry and OSRIC, Osric. Um, Mythmere Games. This is their quote-unquote first Kickstarter. Um, but uh, this book has won quite a few awards, and it's basically a book – that helps you design fantasy adventures. It's got over 400 different tables across 500 pages. And the kind of its mm, claim to fame, I'm going to get this word wrong here. It's got all these sidebars, these side tables across every page that are uh, called apophenia, which is the tendency to perceive a connection or meaningful pattern between unrelated or random things. So they just kind of scatter like, like pot shot, scatter shot ideas on down the other side of the page to help like get your creative juices flowing. Things mm-hmm. like uh, they've got some examples in here: broken brickwork, a characteristic of the dragonfly, roll for initiative, bats, check the f- ceiling, paradox, young dragon, religious disagreement, finding a missing item, a bizarre machine, iron statue, insect legs, wide mouth, the six in cloaks, that sort of stuff all down every page and then you got all the tables in the middle um i think this is a cool book uh i think Mm -hmm. this is you know somebody was talking i think it was our patron saint matt colville was talking about books that he has on his desk or next to his desk for his writing and he's talking about that a few weeks ago i'm like i don't really have books like that for the most part um and i was thinking about what would those books be for me because i use the web for so much i'm like Mm -hmm. i think this book would be something that I might use. So um, I'm backing it and I'm kind of excited. So that's it. Tome of Adventure Design. Uh, it has, oh, we don't really do this, I guess, but it's got $66,000 so far with 15 days to go. Mm-hmm. All right, Troy, round us out with two more. All right, two more. Uh, Adventures in ADHD. <laughs> Um, and it is exactly what uh, what it sounds like. It, the, the person that wrote wrote this adventure uh, found out um, 
in, in their 30s that they actually had ADHD. And through, through that, um, started seeing how people would look at, would look differently upon them. Um, become dismissive about certain things about how ADHD works in real life and stuff like that. Uh, so decided to do this adventure to kind of teach people to, to help them understand what ADHD really is and, and to have fun while doing it. Um, and oddly enough, some of the people that helped him or helped them write this found out that they also have ADHD while they were helping on the project because of all the stuff that they were going through. Um, so I just thought that was kind of a cool, a cool thing, a, a way to, you know, uh, learn more about your, your fellow human being uh, while having fun doing it in, in a way that's, that's not condescending or, or making light of a thing. But the idea behind it is really cool. A fey creature asks if they could have your attention, please. Hmm. And, and of course, you because what do we say? Hey, can I have your attention for a minute? Sure. Thank you. Wink. And he pulls your attention out and runs <laughs> away with it. So the adventure is laid out and designed to simulate you having ADHD. Hmm. And this and, is, uh, yeah, this is put on by, this is done by Awfully Queer Heroes. This is their sixth uh, project created. Uh, 17 mm-hmm. days left. It's already funded. So you're going to, you're going to get the, you're going to get the game. Um, and it's coming out of Bristol, UK. And I want to say, uh, I believe Kelly Pendrecki is the lead author. I haven't made it all the way down to the bottom of the page yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, cool. yeah, so there's that. Adventures awesome. in ADHD. Awesome. All right, what's your next one? My next one and last honorable mention is the Tiny Tome of Living Spells. It's only got three days left. It's another one of those one dollar buys. This is from Zakur X A C U R, coming out of uh, Mexico. And if you're familiar with Eberron. The uh, the Mornland is filled with these living spells, and this not necessarily for Eberron, but deals with uh, little little living spells that you could use in all kinds of different ways. Um, there's eight different living spells, like a living eye bite spell, mm-hmm. um, you know things like that. So, uh, and again, it's living eye bite, living levitate, living meteor swarm, fan. Phantasmal Killer, Scrying, Symbol, Vicious Mockery. Could you imagine Damn. having a living Vicious Mockery following you around? That's like that's like walking through the streets with Gilbert Gottfried on your on your tail. <laughs> so, um, so there you go. Um, cool. Again, it's a dollar. Yeah. Just uh, back I, it. I really like this one. Um, so uh, I may just go ahead and back this. We talked about their Tiny Tome of Dragons before. I also mm-hmm. like that one. Um, I'm going to say this. I, this is going to be my thing now from now on, though. I'm going to say every time it comes up, stop making presenting a hardcover book if you're selling a PDF only. Mm. <laughs> it, it, is, yeah. it is not good. It, it, it's a false advertisement that lets down people. Um, it's not helpful, especially when you're doing a tiny tome and you're in no way going near hardcover size document. <laughs> Don't mm. do it. Oh, but no, I love, I love everything about this except for that. So, oh, this is probably going to be a back for me. Oh yeah. Yep. I'm backing it right now. All right. So that wraps up our honorable mentions. Let's dive into our uh, actual crowdfunding campaigns. These are ones that uh, we want to spend a little bit more time on and uh, really get down into John, uh, you get to start us out here. What do you got? Oh boy! So uh, I play this. I've played this game, and I've, I've watched a lot of like actual bar uh, live play or streaming play for it. Uh, Dead by Daylight, the board game. Uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar with it, it is an asymmetric play where you've got four 
victims that are running around uh, an environment and you've got one person that's the killer. You chase the victims down and you're trying, what the victims are trying to do is uh, they're trying to uh, repair engines that are on the board in order to get the, uh, the doors operational, these electronic doors uh, or vault doors operational in order to escape. So um, this game is, uh, the board game version is almost identical to it. So like from a kind of a top down perspective, you got one player that's going to act as the killer, the rest of the, the similar to kind of like uh, what was it last night on earth um, and the other kind of board games that are like that where one person's taking almost, almost a role of like a dungeon master when it comes to this. So one, one's playing the victim, everybody else is playing a, a killer or a, a survivor in this case. And for those of you that have played the game before, a lot of this is going to look very, very familiar to you. You're going to see the the names, the different actual characters that are in the game. The different victims are all here. Uh, all of the the uh, Dead by Daylight brand uh, killers are in here. The killers are like the trapper, the wraith, the hillbilly, the nurse, the, the hag, and the doctor. But then all of your survivors that are uh, specifically branded for uh, Dead by Daylight, Dwight, Meg, Claudette, who's my favorite, Jake, uh, Nia, Ace, and uh, Feng Min, they're all in here also. So uh, they're supposed to also be working on additional licensing to start bringing in some of the other killers that they've got in the video game that are licensed killers, like Michael Myers, uh, Freddy uh, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead. Who are the other ones that they've got? There's a slew Mm -hmm. of, like, um, uh, let's see, uh, Ghostface Killer is in it from Scream. Um... Let's see. They've got anyway, but they've got they got. They're going to bring those in as expansions, also. But is it is it Ghostface Killer a, a rapper? It is also a rapper. Yes, that came out after Scream came out, I believe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. Just, I don't think there's anything that's necessarily super special or groundbreaking about the mechanics of the game or anything else about it outside of it is a direct translation of the video game into board game form. Cool. So. Um, there's like you, you see a lot of cross pollination between the two genres of uh, tabletop and, and board games or and, uh, video games these days. It's just uh, another one of those, but it looks good. It looks really, really good. And uh, the mechanics of it really seem to follow the, the game quite a bit. So if you're a fan of the game, this game is probably going to end up being for you. They're not going to have any trouble whatsoever in meeting their goal. They're already over a half a million in That's uh, great. Of, of their quarter of a million that they needed. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, it's, it's happening. And, and then some, um, but yeah, so it, I'm not sure if it's something that I, I'm going to fund because I'm super excited about it, even though I've played the game. But uh, it's more of a isn't that interesting more than anything else to see mm. that yeah, happening yeah. more and more these days. So that tr- translation, I, I need to, I need to know why is Claudette your favorite? Uh, I don't know. I just I like Claudette. She's like there's no, there's nothing really like super special about each of the the characters. They don't have like some. Well, they, they actually do. There's some differentiation between them, but like uh, um, some of them are a little bit more athletic, a little bit more, a little faster, a little slower than the others. Um, I actually first started playing games like this when I, when I played the Friday the 13th game, which is like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, there are, I think there are seven or eight victims and then there's Jason. And you mm-hmm. randomly, it ra- randomly determines in the lobby who gets to be Jason. And the first person that's killed in the game is killed in a cutscene that person that's killed is the person that becomes Jason. And then you chase them around the, the map and they're trying to escape the board too. So I don't know. I just like Claudette. She's got a cool story, backstory. And I just, I, I like her, I like her character. She's right. fun to play with. Sweet. All right. Awesome. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Troy, you got one called Arcana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of, I know it's called AR. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> augmented reality platform for tabletop RPGs. Are kind of um, this I find interesting. It is not like a uh, a roll twenty. Um, you can use it like you have it on your phone, your tablet, um, and, and you're kind of like looking down at your table using the camera, and it projects, mm. all, you know, on your view mm. the. Uh, the layout of the dungeon mm-hmm. or whatever. And they've part, they've partnered with fat dragon, dwarven forge, hero forge, reaper, apotheosis studios for now to have those assets. So you can have all cool. of your dwarven forge 
uh, tiles, all of your fat dragon tiles, Reaper miniatures, uh, Hero Forge miniatures, all in the game that you can move around and, and utilize and set up without carrying all of that stuff in your hmm. big wheel toolbox. There's a lot That's of big slick. wheel toolbox stuff. Tonight. Um, death saves is, is, is back in. Yes, That's death cool. saves is part of Joe Manganiello hey. is part of this Doesn't crew. The rest of them have all done things in movies and TV and video games, uh, producing and, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I find it very interesting. I, I dig the idea. You can, and it kind of goes back to the whole. We could be sitting here on Discord using are kind of on our tablet playing a campaign with friends from all over the world. That's cool. Just, just like roll 20. So that's That's great. That's great. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Uh, Let's talk, John, you got improv for gamers, second edition. Yeah. So this one uh, we're dipping over, we're jumping ships from Kickstarter to game found on this one. Uh, improv, improv for gamers is something that uh, it's actually has not been released yet. Uh, it is the campaign is actually going live in uh, about a little over a day. But the basic premise of it is it is a booklet to help you improve your improv skills uh, mm-hmm. in order to improve your like your role play, um, your ability to role play on the fly uh, at a table as both the player and as the DM. And this. Like I don't know much more about it than what you kind of you kind of see here, other than like they have different little games, and when you play the games, here are some tips on how to play those games. And a lot of these actually stem from the improv scene and from uh, actual improv troops that have, that have developed a lot of these tool sets, and mm-hmm. then they're they're translating this over into uh, into like tabletop gaming to be able to use there also. Hmm. If nothing else, I've, I'm going to back it because this is something I've been looking for anyway. Uh, this is um, improvisational skills are not, you know, a hundred percent super duper critical at the table, but boy, oh boy, do they help. You know, it's like if you get stuck in the moment, being able to come with, come up with something off the cuff is really, really important in dialogue or in, um, you know, your players zig whenever you thought mm-hmm. they were going to zag. And so mm-hmm. any tool set that helps you develop the muscle of improvisation it's something mm-hmm. I really am interested in finding out more about. So I'm going to back it. I'm going to read the crap out of it. I'll come probably come back and I'll, uh, I'll report once, uh, once I've read through it, maybe even have some, some, uh, some feedback on what the games were and how much I liked them. But I, um, I will be backing this too. I think. Cool. There you go. Yep. Like our friend, that. our friend Teos over at alpha stream looks like he's, uh, he's going to be backing it too. I see him down in the comments mm-hmm. for this thing already, mm-hmm. already given his, uh, given his thumbs up. So, I don't know. I just, I, I've, like I said, it's one of those things where I'm like, surely there's somebody out there that's done something like this before, and I couldn't find it. So I feel, I feel like this is a gap that's getting filled. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to, to get my hands on it. This is actually yeah. the second edition. Yeah. Of this is what they're, what it looks like. So. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Right on. Okay. Whew. All right, uh, Troy, you've got one uh, coming from uh, Mr. Gygax himself. Yes, Mr. Luke Gygax. Um, the heart of Chentufi um, in his Okorum setting. And Okorum, uh, he's been writing in this setting for a few years now and has been debuting the modules at, uh, I believe, GaryCon. Um, there was one that was there this, this past uh, this past GaryCon. The, I want to say the, what was it called? Whatever it's called. Anyway, the 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 world, the setting was inspired by his tour in his tours in Iraq, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it very much has that flavor in it. In and it definitely goes with the whole, you know, the world was awesome and all bright and shiny, and something bad happened, and now a lot of it's been swallowed up by by sand and 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 post-apocalyptic type stuff and one of the last if not the last city this bastion uh uh Chintufi is is the last city and there's stuff going on underneath and mm-hmm. this is the second adventure in the the Chintufi, uh hmm. saga cool 
It's, it seems like it's, I mean, I watched the little video for it, um, read some of the, some of the page. It's kind of very, I mean, it's, is it tropey? Yeah. What, what, what adventures really aren't tropey anymore? It's got, you know, the secret, uh, the lost empire, um, the destroyed landscape, weird things going on, artifacts that are now resurfacing at just the right time that your campaign begins because that's how you start the campaign kind of thing. Um, and dealing with, do you take it? Do you, how do you use it? Do you use it for good? Do you use it for evil? Do you keep it from these people and give it to the others? You know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of uh, reaching back, um, drawing on the memories of playing in Greyhawk and Blackmore and all that stuff with his dad and everybody else around the table. Um, so, very cool. Yeah, that awesome. is the, the heart of Chentufi, and of course, it is already. Uh, funded, so you're definitely going to get that. You have 13 days as of this recording, so mm-hmm. check it out. Whew. Yeah, uh, this launched during GaryCon while we were there. Yeah, so. Th- that Saturday. That's right. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk about one now. This is my other one for the evening. I'm going to talk about Station Zeno over on Kickstarter. Uh, this is a smaller one uh $2,400 almost 215 backers still 21 days to go um this one caught my eye for a couple of reasons um first off this is a project by um uh uh, uh squid ink games which i'm not sure who all they are, but they are in part, at least, uh, our friend, uh, Chris McClanahan. Um, he did the, uh, 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 bugs book, uh, in the 2021 Kickstarter zine quest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we really dug his art style there. Three die six is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I think maybe he has an expanded team for squidding games or maybe it's, he's just a part of it, but it kind of, kind of presents as, as, as his thing. Um, here's why I like it though. Station Zeno is for dead in space, which is this weird, like counter programming to mothership. Mm. Um, and it is being, it, it was supposed to release in January. It did release in January to EU backers and things like that, but it's still being out for delivery in physical form to the U S uh, we should be getting it in the next couple of weeks. So this is an expansion for a core game that is not even out yet to the masses, right? Um, but Dead in Space kind of pitches itself as, uh, I'm going to say, like a weirder, more intense version of Mothership. Um, mm. And I back, I back the core book. The core book feels a little bit like the Borg book. As far as visual and presentation, it's just weird and crazy and gorgeous, and I really like it. Um, I'm really excited to get it in hand and see how it compares to Mothership as a system, what its differences are, what it's trying to do. Um, I went ahead and backed Station Zeno because you got to have some adventures for this yeah. for this book I backed, right? Um, and I dig McClanahan's art style a lot, um, and. This is a fascinating thing because it is designed as a solo RPG, like a GM-less, like solo play RPG, but you can also, it's also built or there's options in there to turn it into a co-op GM-less RPG with a bunch of tables to roll up. Um, yeah, and Bear George asking, do I really have the bandwidth for another space horror game? Yes, the answer is always I have a, I have room for at least one more. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, there's um, there's some kooky, crazy stuff there. Um, I I adore Dead in Space, Death in Space as a presentation. Um, it gives me all the right weird vibes that I want. Um, so we're gonna give it a shot, and I think you might. I'm going to try to coerce you into giving Station Zeno a shot as well. There's also an, uh, a version of this called Escape Station Zeno, I believe is what it's called. Um, oh. That is its own system. 
so escape sequence Xeno. And it's its own kind of system and presentation. So if you like did, that. Did I, we talk about that? Uh, we talked about it. I don't know if we did it on a podcast or not, but we did have a discussion okay. about escape sequence Xeno way back when. So I, yeah, go back this. It's a print on demand for 10 bucks. Uh, I think that that's worth giving a shot. Expand your uh, bandwidth. Grab you another one. That's right. Back it. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, and I'll cover this while we're here. So Bear Droid is asking, how come we don't have a how to play Mothership video yet? Um, we'll go ahead and cover that. <laughs> I'm giving some space between the Alien RPG video and the Mothership how to play video <laughs> because they're super similar and there's plenty of games that aren't like that. So we will have a Mothership how to play video up on our YouTube channel. Hey, this is a great plug. Go check out our YouTube channel and check out all the great how to play videos that are on there already. Um, but no, the next one's going to be um, Monster of the Week. All right, John, I'm glad you took this one. Go for it. Yeah, me too. This thing looks, it's, first of all, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, crawling death below the dying forest. I was in uh, Game Found quite a bit this week, as you can tell. Kickstarter was not my bag, but I uh, found. Uh, death, crawling Death Below the Dying Forest is a th- third-party Mork Borg book slash mega dungeon crawl. Uh, fifty Up to 55 rooms in this dungeon crawl that is ever-shifting and it contains new monsters, new occult treasures, new scrolls, uh, and like I said, 50-plus uh, uh, rooms. Um Man, this is what is known. Do you ever dare enter the dying forest where your own can have been engulfed and swallowed alive as uh, as early as you could speak? You called the forest uh, called it the forest of the dead, and even then, only in hushed tones. If you step in foot inside, uh, will anyone ever hear of you again, or are those just fearful tales from the meek? So this is if you're looking for a Morkborg dungeon crawl. Uh, like a like a deep dive, like many many rooms, and it's uh, a lot of uh, moving parts in it, which seems relatively familiar to me. I'm not I'm not sure why. I think I may have heard this song before, but uh, randomly generated dungeon, including specific rooms for distinct adventurer hooks. Uh, in this one, 48 page hardcover. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks for that hardcover, which is pretty neat. Uh, rules on randomly generating the crawl for adventure hooks: ten rumors, twelve creatures, three factions. Uh, NPCs aplenty. Uh, let's see, five relics, six scrolls, six traps, uh, four infections, and a partridge in a pear tree treasure table that's on here. So, uh, chock full of goodness. And I mean, like the the artwork in it and the layout design is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, I like it. But I, t- I take it the two of you have looked at it. Zach, you're kind of the the other de facto Morkborgian here. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think I'll back this. I haven't yet. Um, so uh, this is not a this is not a dig. This was Zach being confused. Mm. Um, but this has the same creative director as did Vast Grim. Um, if you remember Vast Grim from mm-hmm. a while back, um, mm-hmm. this sci-fi horror RPG that, if I recall correctly, kind of used the Morkborg rule set, but in a sci-fi setting um, mm. for sci before uh cyborg um if i recall correctly i might be wrong um anyhow when i saw this launch i'm like oh it's the same one i never got that book um and i'm 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 always a little bit loath to back a live project if i haven't gotten the first one especially from Mm -hmm. a new creator um but Zach was wrong, and Zach found out about this today. It is the same creative director, but it's a creative director on one, a project lead on this new one. Mm. So I feel a lot better about that. And the other one is going to be delivered. It just hasn't been delivered yet. Um, so I'm I'm more cool with it than, than I would have been. Uh, yeah, this looks awesome. Like, it really does. And it's got the guy who's the creative director, I believe, um, does this these, like, live – not live – uh, like real, like tangible, physical, like creature design sculpts. We mm-hmm. met him actually, yeah. if you'll recall, yep. at Gen Con. Um, and then he used those creatures in the design of Vast Grimm, and he's done it again here. So the books have this very unique feel of 
you know, oh, that looks like it's just popping off the page. Well, it's because he it's an actual photograph of an actual mm-hmm. weird creature sculpt that this guy did. So it reminds me of uh, <clears throat> what they did with the third edition books for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, the artwork on the on those. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did the same thing, right? So there was a, those three books were actually three physical books: the Player's Guide, DMG, and, and Monster Manual. And then they they photographed them, and that's what was then printed on the on the as the cover. So yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would I wouldn't have even thought that honestly. A lot a lot of it's been. I mean, now that you mention it, yes, it, it definitely looks like it uh, for the cover art in particular with the teeth. Yes. Oh, that's, not the cover art, but the, the teeth uh, image, and then the the cover art with the, uh, the kind of a profile of the, yeah. the monster. Yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm down with this. Uh, just backed it. There you go. Boom. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, this one's got four days left as of this recording. So once this goes out, get on it quick on Game Found. That's right. And uh, it's about it's five thousand and some change in. If they can get uh, eight thousand, they're gonna tack on another four pages going and that'll probably happen especially if a few of us hop on now it'll probably get to eight uh, in the last couple days so yep 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 cool all right two left to go uh troy this one is i think you and i were talking about this one or maybe it was john and i someone Mm -hmm. uh, earlier this week all right this is uh kmon japanese fantasy 5e um i i picked this one for a couple different uh, reasons one it looks amazing um the 240 pages uh it, there's an adventure book that goes with it um there's nine new classes 20 archetypes six bloodlines there you know they they deal with the weaponry of, of the different uh of japan armor all that kind of stuff it it is a fantasied up version of japan um starting after uh, Kublai Khan tried to invade Japan and that's when the magic happened kind of thing. So the, the histories now diverge a little bit. Um, I love this idea. I love seeing how uh, real life cultures can be depicted in gaming in 5e and other systems. I find it kind of cool. Uh, to me, the really, really interesting part about this is it's done by uh, uh, an Italian guy, Fabio uh, Atoli, um, who has spent a lot of time in Japan, apparently. And this is his homage to the Japanese culture. Um, and I, I find it... I find it fascinating that I haven't really seen a whole whole lot of people uh, down talk this. Um, apparently, you know, they feel that he's the, that they've given enough respect to the culture that that as it's as it's due um, to not uh, kind of bust his chops for not being uh, Japanese. Um, so I find that kind of, I find that kind of cool and interesting. Um, it is funded, uh, almost 19,000 of its almost six or almost $7,000 goal. So it is definitely funded, but I mean, the art is beautiful. The video is really cool that they have playing for it. Um, the idea of how they separate out, um, the different uh, the different classes. It's not just you know samurai is a fighter. No samurai is the honorable honorable warrior. Uh, I was reading through and like one of one of the things that, that that you could that you have as a samurai as a class is and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it because I know I'm going to mess it up. So I'm just not going to say it. But you've seen in the, in those movies where the two samurai square off and they're holding their scabbard and they have their hand on their katana and they just stand there and they, they like stare each other down forever. And then it's mm-hmm. one swap with their, their scabbard and one falls, one is left standing and they just, they resheath their katana. They have that in here. 
um, which I find awesome because and the way they do it is really really cool. Because um, <laughs> like Legend of the Five Rings had something like that too, where you would make all of these rolls and checks as you're doing the stare down to see if if when you make this one roll for this duel, who's left standing and who dies, kind of a thing. And so nice. this is kind of a five E fied version of it. I don't know. I just think it's really good. They got uh, different rules for martial arts, mutilations. Um, so that's interesting. Different death mechanics, um, meditation, 30 new creatures, uh, more backgrounds, clans, uh, castles. Cause they, they went through and they've kind of gamified 44 uh, existing castles in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. Some different feats, um, a new kind of magic, and then there's a there's a campaign. Right on, awesome. Yeah, <sighs> so I mean, I I I love this kind of stuff. I I, re- I really want to dig into it and see what they do because I mean, it harkens harkens back to you know back in the day when uh, TSR released Oriental Adventures. Um, and how they kind of, I mean, okay, it was an attempt. That's it was, it was nice that they attempted, but I mean, back then they didn't put the the due diligence as as they should have into something like that. Um, but I'm hoping this really goes above and beyond, way above and beyond what that ever even thought to come close to. Hmm. So I'm excited about uh, checking this out. Um, cause maybe this will make me, give me a reason to have monks, actual, you know, Asian inspired monks in my D and D campaign. Absolutely. Sweet. Oh, I, let me throw, I, this, out the, let me yeah. throw this out here really, really fast. Sorry. They've got a quick start guide. Yes. That is 89 pages, 89 pages free to download PDF. So if you want to know about this, there's more than enough stuff out there for you to dig through. And thank you, John. Thank you for reminding me. Cause I, that's where I saw that move with the, the one handed swipe mm. of the Katana yeah. as, as you know, for the podcast listeners, I am, I am miming drawing my Katana and slashing. <laughs> so it's, it's actually it's, pretty spectacular. It's, it's, Your it's, form it's, is amazing. I, I've been practicing for the last, oh, since gosh, a, Since three, you were in pajamas minutes. as a five-year-old boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zach, um, what no. were you going to say? I'm sorry, man. No, 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 this thing, this thing is beautiful. Yeah, the, the, the quick start guide is amazing. I looked through quite a bit of that this afternoon. Fantastic stuff. I'm excited. No, you're good. You're good, John. I um. I was going to say basically what you guys just said is gorgeous. It's an absolutely gorgeous book. Um, okay, let's do the last one on our list here. Holy crap. All right. Um, is there a more difficult Kickstarter not to back every two years? <laughs> um, we're going to talk about <sighs> Reaper Bones number six, Tales from the Green Griffin. $800,000, 6,000 backers, 26 days to go. These are the project. These are, these are the Kickstarters that you can basically get into miniatures with one Kickstarter. Um, these are the Kickstarters that if you're already into miniatures, it's really hard not to back. Like even if you have 400, excess minis sitting unpainted in your shelves and drawers. It's really hard not to back. Um, the core set on this is $125. Um, and it will continue to expand, but right now it already features things like this great bog Mm. shambler mini. Um, it already has this dragon rider, cool dude that looks like he's something from Dragonlance. Uh, John's probably going to tell me it is a character from Dragonlance. <laughs> um, it, it pales in comparison to the real one, but yes. Well, I mean, it does, but I mean, mm. whatever. Uh, it's got a nightmare, which looks freaking awesome. It's got these giant ants, which I was really excited about for some reason. Um, 
I don't know. Like these are the these are the types of campaigns that just get me. Okay, so here's the thing that you need to know. This is why I I volunteered to take this one on. Reaper Kickstarters are a maze to navigate and to understand what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm going to recommend you do. Here, first off. So you can back the core set, then you can add on stuff, and then there's also these expansions that you can get, and they're unlocking things for the core set, and then they're unlocking things for the expansion, and then they're unlocking a new expansion, and then they're unlocking a new just standalone add-on, and bam, 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 bam. And the Kickstarter is super, super fun to watch because they unlock stuff so fast. They're revealing sculpts and molds and, and, and new designs every single day. Um, they're a blast to be a part of. Just back at the ten dollar level. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to tell you to do. Um, and then once it's all done, you're gonna they're gonna move you some point closer to delivery date. They're gonna move you over to a pledge manager, and you're going to uh, uh, select from all of the options, and it's going to be way simpler. And um, how they do their fund or their backers is they do it in waves. So backing at the ten dollar level locks you in to a particular wave right now. Um, so go ahead and do that, and 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 then uh, if don't sit on it is I guess what I'm telling you to do because sitting on it could mean that you um, you get your projects in two and a half years instead of two years. Mm. Um, so it's definitely worth getting in early. Um, yeah, so they're super much. They're a super super mess, but you are definitely getting your money's worth from these freaking pledges from these freaking kickstarters. So just back at the ten dollar level and know that about a year from now you're going to get access to a pledge manager and you're going to get to go shopping at the Kickstarter prices. It's going to be way easier for you to understand what you're getting. So. Anything I'm missing, fellas? No, nope, I think that actually sums it up. I do. I will say this: I know why you like the the ant infestation. It's pretty. They're pretty slick looking. Those uh, those minis are good. There is also okay. I gotta say this: the Green Griffin expansion that they've revealed so far is basically a tavern expansion. Mm-hmm. I really like this. Yeah, I really like it. It's got a fireplace. It's got all these benches and tables and barrels, and then it's got cots and beds, and then banquet items, and then the creme de la creme it's got this bar mm-hmm. made out of the terrain three different terrain pieces that i'm like yep that is great and right now you're gonna get all of that like and all these bar patrons and everything for 50 bucks no brainer that's a great deal oh, and then they got this undead expansion that's killer <laughs> Listen, oh, this is amazing. Oh man, uh, yeah, the uh, the giant skeleton with the three inch oh, face. Yeah. Oh my god, Definitely that awesome. looks so good. All like all of those, really. Yeah, like what I it's a it's unfortunate to me that there are so many skeletal figures out there that don't look beefy, but these all look beefy. Yeah, and I've oh, got yeah. the first part of the set, so they've got like these these armored skeletons on here. I, they came out with their last Kickstarter. They came out with a set of heavy armored skeletons similar to this, and they are great. They're a really nice addition to the set. I'm really happy with mine. So these are these only are the are there STLs available with this, or is this no. only uh, a physical only, product? Only physical okay. product. Yeah, only physical. They 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 use their uh, bones. Uh, they inject they inject the molds with their bones resin or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's also a Feywild expansion that's available, and then they're promising a Denizens of the Dungeon expansion and a Lost Tombs of Akiah, which looks like maybe an Egyptian flavored expansion. (laughs) That was. Did you you just have a stroke? (laughs) I think you you did. I was about to say Gesundheit, but uh... listen, this is this is Zach's ignorance coming into play, but um, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to dive right in. Right, that's fair. <laughs> so, question. For yeah. those that have backed Reaper Bones Kickstarters before, I have not. Mm-hmm. Is there, does Reaper ever have a crappy mini? I mean, yes. Is there, yes. Really? Okay. Yes. I, everything I've ever seen has just been like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yes. No, they have, they have crappy minis. Um, 
uh, here, well, so, so part one, they sometimes have crappy minis because they design minis in a whole bunch of different styles. And even on mm. this one, there are certain types of minis that they mm. do. The, they've got this chibi line that I don't care for at all. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that, but I'm, I'm talking about like, say, and not that this is a crappy mini because we've already talked about it, talked about how awesome it is. The giant skeleton. Is there one that like comes out like, oh, that's yes. just not. Yes, there is a stone golem that is pretty much trash. Um, and it's so much trash that um, they relaunched it. They redid it, rescaled it, and it's still not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like they acknowledge that they that it wasn't a great one. And so they're like, here, this isn't a great mini. So for this Kickstarter, we have improved it and we're relaunching it for you. And all they did was increased its base size by one. Like hmm. that's not, that was only half the problem with this mini. Uh, but you're, you're by and large, absolutely right. Troy. They're, 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 they are batting really, really well yeah. uh, with their minis. Um, I also, Sometimes, so this is getting into the re- a Reaper conversation, but I sometimes uh, get very frustrated when the minis that I get are like warped. Um, oh, so yeah. one of the things you can do, if that's you, dear listener, um, is just boil some water. Boil, yeah, and then dip them in there for about two or three seconds, then pull them out, then have some cold water running or some an ice bath, and just kind of shape them to where you want pull them in it works perfect mm-hmm. um but the biggest complaint i have and i don't think this is worth the trade is um i liked them better when they were all one piece oh. um, i think they have gotten heavy into assembling minis at this point and if i wanted assembled minis i would order from somebody else but if I'm not mistaken, the main reason why they do that is because it's easier to paint. To get uh, the no, in, right? it's 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 more because they can do better molds, more detailed yeah. molds, more customization. If, yep, if they take them in different yeah. pieces, um, I would rather have less detail and one singular mold. If I'm going to buy Reaper, which arguably for the most part is a has been a lesser quality plastic mini uh for for its existence um additionally when WizKids is cranking out all a billion one piece models mm-hmm. um that look great come on now step it up you can do the same thing um i hate i hate putting together plastic mo- models uh when when I've ordered five hundred of them, so that's that is fair. All right, um, I think we're good. You should back this. I'm gonna say that again. You should back this today. <clears throat> All right, fellas. I think that's gonna do it for this. We got a lot of good Kickstarters, good game founds um, this yeah. week, good varieties. Um, I think this was a success. Um, I have no idea what we're going to talk about on Tuesday. I know we're working with chatting with some guests to see what they can do. Um, we're going to have some of those on in the coming weeks, I promise. Uh, but not sure what's going to happen this Tuesday. Uh, so I guess we'll find out together. Yes, we will. We'll know more later. That's right. Might even might, might even have to like dip away back into the old non-RPG to the Batman well. Oh, man, come on now. Listen. listen. Again? The well the well's gonna have to have some time to replenish. I don't want it to go dry there. Mm. There are a lot mm. of other really great we could also we could always argue the uh, the 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 virtues of the different Green Lanterns and which one's the best. Mm. Which we all know is John Stewart. I'll bow out for that one. Yeah, as well. Yeah. John Stewart's the best. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kinda like Abin Sur. Something like good. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you, Gabriel, for moderating chat for us. Thank you, Droid. And uh, I saw Craig in there. I saw Chaos 8. I saw Girk. Um, and Troy, who am I missing? You're missing Joe and Andrew. Italena. 
Commander Root. Rogue Girl and Santa Claus Gift are out there also, I think. And Lurks. Lurks. And Lurks. And Lurks. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, I guess that's going to wrap up another Kickstarter corner, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah, play great games, everybody, and uh, back some crowdfunding. Yep. Stay safe, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube, and you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. Where this is supposed to be safe for God's sake between the three of us, <laughs> nothing sacred anymore. Nothing, nothing, not, not the helmet, not nothing.